Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. My computer decided last night to go through its I-didn't-choose-for-it Windows updates. Nice! <laughs> so I think that switched all of my like speaker settings. You know, that's a lot better than trying to do a BIOS update and f***ing over your entire motherboard. <laughs> so, yeah. I feel you, man. <laughs> so, how you doing, man? Like, what's up? Uh, I'm, I'm doing pretty good, all things considered. So, <laughs> I've been up for, what, right, near 18 hours now, and I've had one hour of sleep in that 18-hour gap. Good so. lord, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're just going to chill. I'm not going to add much to the show notes. Well, Hasbro made it easy. There's not much to add this morning. And now on Ranger Command Power Hour. ay 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 It's the Ranger Command Power Hour. Today on the Power Hour, episode 165, Ranger Nation Spotlight, Josh Perry, The Living Ranger Key. Recorded on August 14th, 2020. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. It's time to ranger up with your host, I'm Eric, also known as TruckyB47. This episode is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more about supporting Ranger Command Power Hour. Thanks to our $5 and above patrons, Chris P, Steve F, Doug F, AJW, Tyler W, Tyler B, Tyler D, Eric D, Jacob P, Steve M, Liz M, Craig M, Callum M, Mason M, Raheem Y, Derek G, and Teresa B for supporting us this month. So today on the show, uh, we are doing a Ranger Nation spotlight on a member of Ranger Nation, Josh Perry. Josh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on, Eric. Yeah, absolutely. It's great to have you on the show and really wanted to give this opportunity for people that don't know who you are, which is is crazy to me because you're all over the place. (laughs) I definitely get around. Yeah. Just give uh, people a chance to get to know you and what you bring to the table with uh, Ranger Nation. And the timing on this is perfect because there is the... Hasbro Power Rangers Fan First Friday, the first one that they did live today. And the first one in three months. <laughs> first one in three months, and then the first one that they did live that wasn't like a pre-recorded five-minute video. It's great to have you on the show, man. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I've uh, you know listened to Ranger Cran for years at this point. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, you've you've always been like a supporter. You've had the t-shirts. I mean, it's, it's yeah. crazy. So <laughs> it's finally good to have you on for sure. Thank you. I have that, uh, that limited, super limited one. What was it? 136 heroes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, before I have, it got taken down. Yep. I still have that one. <laughs> we, we wear that one sparingly now because every time I wash it, it loses its value. So, oh man. Oh, <laughs> see like a true collector. You got to keep right. it mint. <laughs> So um, I just I, I wanted to ask, you are a pretty young member of, of the Ranger fandom. I think you're pretty much like the fandom's little brother at this point. <laughs> so I, I wanted to ask, because you weren't born when Mighty Morphin premiered. You, you were no. like seven years late for that. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> 
So you're going to have, I think, a pretty unique perspective that the younger generation of Power Ranger fans have. Like my brother. My brother is 14 years younger than me, and his first like hardcore series was SPD. So oh. what was your entry point into Power Rangers? How did you first watch it? What was your like first interaction with the show? Well, um, basically, it's uh, it was all samurai. It was actually my my introduction, uh, because uh, at the time I was let's see, uh, I was ten when samurai. <laughs> God, I feel freaking old, dude. <laughs> I get that a lot. But yeah, it was basically because you know at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched Nickelodeon hardcore, like all the time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I definitely fell for their marketing where anytime they would throw a new show in front of my face, I'd be like, well, I watched the channel anyway, so I have to watch that show now, don't I? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why, but I just did that. <laughs> so I started seeing like the, you know, the commercials they did around Thanksgiving the year mm-hmm. before Samurai debuted. And I was like, I don't really know what this is, but I'm going to watch it anyway. That was that was my first introduction. So the first episode they aired, which wasn't even the first episode, <laughs> uh, was my uh, very first episode of PR I ever watched. And then I kind of learned more about it, like all the previous seasons I missed, mm-hmm. uh, catching up on certain ones on Netflix during the hiatuses of Samurai and Super Samurai. That's uh, like when there was nothing on. Figured mm-hmm. I'd learn for, about what you know I didn't know, and then that led to just learning about like Sentai and Rider and. All of the other stuff, and we're going on almost a decade of me being a fan of it, so... (laughs) That's awesome. So, getting into a fandom like Power Rangers, like Super Sentai, like Tokusatsu, especially as a younger viewer, was it ever intimidating interacting with the fandom or trying to dip your toe into all of this? I feel like, yeah, probably. (laughs) It definitely was. Because uh, I didn't really, even though I was a fan for it a couple of years at that point, I didn't really kind of dive into like the online fandom of it until about 2015, 16-ish, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Uh, is when I really started using my Twitter. The the old Twitter, the one that Twitter deleted. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I remember that debacle. Jeez. Oh, yeah. That was fun. I would love to be able to go back and see all like those interactions, but those are gone forever. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's like my first introduction to the online fandom. I think it just kind of, well, I'm sure it was kind of intimidating at the time. I just kind of grew to really enjoy it because even though it's definitely a chaotic place, yeah. because I don't have anyone that I know in person that likes this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it gave me an outlet to have other people that were like, oh, hey, they know what I'm talking about. And I don't have to, like, dumb it down or not talk about it at all or, <laughs> or anything. <laughs> I've just always enjoyed being a part of it from the second I joined it. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously your online handle, Living Ranger Key, you share equal, if not more so, passion about Ranger Keys (laughs) than I do. What is it about Ranger Keys that really just sparked your obsession with all of this? So really what it comes down to is, well, first of all, I think they're a fun gimmick anyway. Oh, yeah. I just like the idea of what they did with engineering them. I'm looking at a couple right in front of my face. I have a couple extras by my webcam, so they're always there. What it really comes down to, I think, is that because for my whole life, I've always been a completionist of things, or at least oh, yeah. to the best that I can. It might take me a while. As people know on Twitter, I take a while like watching things and everything, but um, <laughs> I've just always enjoyed like having something consistent, having something complete. Mm-hmm. And until the last time they revealed a set, for the most part, they completed like every team 
in and even the obscure, you know, exclusive one-offs and everything in the same scale. Yeah. And that was something that I, and it was like, you know, a small scale that wouldn't take up too much room. And, and it, I mean, it's not a full-fledged figure, but of course, it, I just liked having some kind of representation mm-hmm. of these things that never get anything else. And so I think that's really what it comes down to is my enjoyment for them is just how complete they were. And that's why I'm always begging for them to come back because now we have a backlog. <laughs> <laughs> Deep in my heart, I feel like that train is like long sailed. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I like feed off your passion for <laughs> I need the rest of the keys because I totally agree with you. It's one of the most unique gimmicks because there is a representation for every single ranger and ally. It, just how crazy they went with it even after yeah. it had like reached its peak. It was crazy. <laughs> Yeah, all those very expensive and exclusive oh, sets. Oh, you're telling me. I just got the, a couple months ago, I got the Tokuger set from, from Kevin from Kiryuzio. Yeah. Wow, that's a, <laughs> that's a big set. <laughs> Gosh, I remember when I, because I was, I was slightly behind the curve of collecting the Ranger Keys. And, and I'm like you too, like I'm a completionist. Hell, I create spreadsheets for comic books. That's like the, oh, yeah. probably the most complete comic book variant uh, yeah, for I, Power I have, I have one for my Ranger Keys. And uh, unfortunately yep. on there, I have how much I've spent on them. I try not to look at that part. But <laughs> I, do have, I do have like a list. Oh yeah, and and I remember like hunting for some of these keys. I think one of the most expensive keys I ever bought. I think I paid like sixty bucks for Miss America. Oh yeah, that one. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Kind of moving on to that completionist stage, and one of the main reasons that you're here too is you launched the Lightning Fig PR Twitter. Yeah. You created the Lightning Logbook, which was your big secret project that you were working on for a long time. What was the motivation behind that, and how long did all that research actually take? The the Twitter account I launched actually just about a year ago. I know I launched it in August of mm-hmm. last year, and uh, the idea because uh, last year when the which we're coming up on the anniversary of that. When, like, the that one night when we had three waves leak from Walmart in the same night. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, re- <laughs> I remember that, that. That fun night kind of made me realize, okay, yeah, we're going to get a lot of these. And I want to keep a place to kind of keep it all together. So the, the Twitter account was originally created. That would be something that would be strictly for that stuff and not on my, you know, nothing else except for that line. And mm-hmm. be a place to talk about just random things with the figures or announcements or whatever. It's definitely changed from my original intention of it. I like it a lot better what it is now and how it's doing. But that's kind of what the Twitter evolved into was this like kind of comprehensive everything news related for it you can find there. Mm-hmm. And then for my personal collection, I wanted to create some kind of spreadsheet or document or something like how I did for the Ranger Keys right. um, to keep my own collection in line because I mean, not really right now but like before when i was up at college i took the lightning figures with me okay and so i wanted a, a something that would tell me like this figure came with these hands and this effect piece and all this stuff so i would like make sure i had everything when i kept <laughs> when i kept transporting the figures back and forth and so that's kind of where the idea stemmed from so it was originally completely intended to just be a something for my personal collection and then it became such this huge project <laughs> that i was like I think the fandom would like this too. So 
I decided that it would be released to the fandom when I was done with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks to being home for the most part for the last couple of months, <laughs> it, it gave me the time to work on it. Yeah. So I worked on it. I start. I started it on the end of February. I created the document the night that I found Wave 6. Mm-hmm. Um, Which we'll be talking about shortly. Right. right? <laughs> I, so the night that I did that, I made the document. And then once I was home, I really had time to work on it. So mm-hmm. I was working on it a ton for, throughout like March and April and stuff. And I was trying not to talk about it on Twitter too much because I have a habit of getting more excited about the announcement than to finishing the project. <laughs> and so I didn't want to announce it and then never actually finish it. Once I realized it, it would be completed, I decided to start teasing it and things. And so the goal just became getting it up to date by a certain date and july 18th was the one i picked and then i was able to get it done i didn't finish it until like a little bit on that day is when i finished it for release and then i've been updating it ever since it's out of date again because it only says <laughs> of course i mean you'll keep chasing that boulder of course uh, for yeah. a while <laughs> right and that's what i wanted i had that date kind of set because it was like before we would be having comic-con at home which granted nothing really came from that but mm-hmm. things like that, I was ex- expecting things were going to be around the corner. And I didn't want things to get too far behind. So I me- I was trying to get caught up by a certain date. And right now, I, the last time I updated it is was like Wednesday or something like that. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to be working on it again this weekend with everything we'll talk about today. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that's that's kind of what it's become. And I have a physical version of it that I've printed out that's in a, like in a binder uh, next to my lightning figures. Nice. So. Well... I think why it's such a great resource is because you're actually tracking the history of leaks and reveals and the dates and kind of like the surrounding issues that happen with like the lightning Mm -hmm. collection with the Omega Ranger box debacle. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it's evolved into more than just a simple reference list. Right. It's, it's a catalog and a history of everything going on with the Lightning Collection, and I think that's a really great resource. Thank you. I, I, I'm really happy with it. And that, that part that you mentioned about like the history that I've typed up and everything, mm-hmm. that part definitely became one of my favorite parts to work on, um, just from trying to gather up everything. Because like, for the most part, I figured I had remembered most of the major events like just from memory. Yeah. And so I would go through, and thanks to the help of the Twitter advanced search tool, <laughs> I'm going through uh, <laughs> tons of different accounts and things that I had remembered happening. And then I ended up discovering things that I hadn't found out or didn't see at a certain time or like, you know, mm-hmm. re- you know, with retrospect, I was able to kind of see oh, we were looking at that wrong, or, like, this happened, or... It ended up becoming a lot more interesting than I thought it was going to become. So, Tara, really cool. Yeah, definitely. I want our listeners to be clear that this is definitely not the only project uh, you're involved with. You have a very comprehensive YouTube channel. Talk about that along with some of your other projects that you're involved in with with the fandom. So, uh, kind of, it was not exactly alongside the release of the logbook, but it was when it was in its finishing stages. I was talking a lot with, well, I can mention this project first. I've always been on RR the Streets every Friday. Yes. And yes. been doing that for a little over two years at this point. And whenever we finish up the show for the night, which I'll be doing that tonight <laughs> as well. <laughs> Dude, you, you need to get some sleep in there. 
I'll, I'll find a place. It, it'll probably be one of those cases where I fall asleep on the stream and they all abandon me. <laughs> and I wake up at like 8 a.m. and I'm the only one to call. And yeah, that, that's happened before. So, But whenever we wrap up, we have our post-show talks. And mm-hmm. specifically, uh, Corey, Frozen Stratos on Twitter. Yeah, Me and him were talking a lot. Because uh, me and him also have another podcast that we do uh, <laughs> about all the Soto figures for for Common Rider. Yes, and we were talking and everything, and he was talking because he doesn't collect Lightning because he prefers other like smaller lines of figures. Sure, but he was talking about how much of a passion I have for the figures, and he was talking about how even though he doesn't collect them, everything I was talking about made him want to get into them. <laughs> and then he was like, "You might have an audience for that," mm-hmm. so he. He kind of pushed me to do the idea of making a news series on my channel, which had been kind of dormant for the last year or so anyway. Yeah. I just hadn't had time to work on everything I wanted to work on with it. And so at the middle of June, I started the Lightning Storm series there, which was just a, a weekly comprehensive show, sometimes multiple episodes in a week because of something <laughs> like that I felt was important enough to do a breaking video on. I would Malaysia. <laughs> Yeah, pretty pretty much. That's been that's been most of them for the last month. Yeah, I basically just did like this comprehensive news series to cover everything that happened. Basically, like as if you were reading pages of the logbook as yeah. they happened, and then I would put them in the logbook afterwards. So the, the the logbook and I even use like the same fonts and everything between the logos. They're they're basically supposed to kind of go hand in hand. Sure. And my channel has pretty much become exclusively that. Well, that's not what I intended. Uh, it's been doing extraordinarily well. Uh, mm-hmm. This past week, I was able to monetize my channel because of it. That's awesome. So, Congrats. Uh, thank you. And I thought that was like years off. I didn't think that was something that was going to happen <laughs> in like two months of this. In fact, a new episode just finished uploading a couple minutes ago. So that's fun. So I've been doing that every week now. And it's it's something that it's relatively easy and relatively quick for me to put together that people seem to mm-hmm. enjoy. And so I, I'll keep doing that. And then, of, there's, of course, there's other projects I have been planning on working on and I'm about to launch another season of uh, my Soto Sunday series, which is basically the same idea of a Mm -hmm. comprehensive news show, but for those that I do for uh, Jeremy over at uh, Toby Toy Store. I've been doing that for three years now. We're about to be doing another season of that when Saber starts. So, yeah, I got a lot of projects. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and obviously we'll link to all of those uh, in our show notes for our listeners. Great. It's just really inspiring to see someone in the fandom so passionate about the projects that they're involved in, especially someone as young as yourself, where it's not just, hey, stuff's happening. It's like it's an actual resource that people can uh, rely on. So I, I think you're doing a great job, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Before we get into everything surrounding Fan First Friday, which wasn't a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> There's a we, lot more of fandom reaction than anything yes. else. So before we do a deep dive uh, into that, we do have some questions for you from our listeners. We got Mr. Yellow at Mr. Yellow. He said, Ranger Keys. That's it. That's the question. That I completely agree. And I don't think... I mean, how are any of the other questions going to top that? I mean, that's really... Su- I, I don't know. That sums it up right there. It's just Ranger Keys. Right. Like, you live, die, breathe by Ranger right. Keys. Right. I mean, that's, it's, it's in the Twitter is. handle, so yeah. I, I got to live up to the name. 
it's your branding, man. right? You are the living ranger. I, I am. I, that is what I am. So <laughs> we got Callum at Callum MacArthur underscore. He asked, "What's your favorite lightning collection figure so far?" Oh, man, that's really difficult, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, because <laughs> I've had, I've kind of had similar questions like that before. I feel like it changes like almost every day. Like mm-hmm. you know, the more if I'm posing a certain figure or something, and then sometimes it's just kind of a bias of like. Oh, this figure just came out. I think it's my favorite ever. And then I like don't care in like two months. <laughs> so I mean, my, mine is Shadow Ranger and will forever be Shadow I, Ranger. Yeah, I figured so. that because <laughs> I mean, you bought out like every store. So oh yeah, <laughs> as everyone knows, got to keep that image going. Right, right. <laughs> that one Photoshop you did with the huge stack of them. Ah, <laughs> uh, the power of Photoshop. <laughs> Let's break it down this way. What figure? has your favorite head sculpt? Honestly, I think my favorite head sculpt that they've done so far, it's probably, even though it's not my favorite figure, it would be Blaze. Because yeah. they really nailed it on that. I was talking with someone else, and I, I'm wondering if if you would agree to this or, or what your thoughts on this are. I feel like there's a recency effect on the quality of the civilian head sculpts because it seems like the newer seasons and the seasons that are currently airing, it feels like they pretty much nail those head sculpts pretty consistently. And maybe that's due to high res production images, potential face scan. That's what I always assumed it was, was some kind of 3d face. Yeah. And then where it seems like a lot of the issues people have with the head sculpts come from the earlier seasons, Mm -hmm. especially Mighty Morphin. And that may be because of the different technologies. So what's your thought on that? I mean, I completely agree with that, with how that makes sense with recency and recent figures looking better. It just really depends on like what promo images and like reference photos that Hasbro has I yeah. mean, sometimes it seems like they just use Google Images for that, but, right. <laughs> but it's hard to say what they actually have access to. But it's odd, because like, sometimes the older seasons do come out really well. Like, I think Trini's head sculpt is an example of that. I think that one was right. pretty good. And, you know, even Billy, who was pretty, like, ridiculed, when I actually got the figure, I mean, from certain angles, it looks pretty good. That's really how most of them look. I think from certain yeah. angles, they it's just sometimes on the promo images that they release, the angle that they take the photos at does make them look a little weird. Mm-hmm. And it's just when you get them in hand... And, and honestly, when you're far away from them on a shelf or something, you're really not going to notice the right. big imperfections that they have. First of all, it's an accessory that I think is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And it's it's one of my favorite parts of the figures. And so it's something that I know they're not going to get perfect, but that's also because it's a $20 figure. Right. So it's like I'm not, I'm not looking for a figure arts level head because that's not what I'm paying for. So Exactly. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, the recent seasons, and I, I'm, I'm assuming any inevitable... Dino Fury ones will also probably look pretty great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they mentioned, I, I mean, I guess they mentioned it, that they're going to be, like, implementing new technology, always improve. I don't even know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Okay, if that would be your favorite head sculpt. What about either overall body or just 
I guess, overall sculpt on a body or just overall figure in general? So ironically, I think it's probably the putties because... Oh, really? Because for, <laughs> for some reason, even though that's like one of the weirdest out-of-the-gate releases, I just wasn't expecting it, and they just mm-hmm. like really did a good job with it. <laughs> and so every time I see it on my shelf and my two-pack is on the way... Oh, I just got the shipping confirmation. I got two two-packs, so... Nice. I'll have five putties when I eventually ever <laughs> like display these. Mine got the shipping notification like an hour ago, so it, it's on the way. I think it's just because it's a figure... I didn't know that I wanted until I had it. And then I was mm. like, oh, I want an army of these. And then they made the two-pack, and that was perfect. Like, that was one of the most hyped reveals for me from the last fan first Friday was that two-pack. It was, like, exactly something I would have wanted of these. Because I had been looking on eBay for, like, a couple months prior just to see, like, mm-hmm. what single, you know, people taking them out of the two-pack were going for. Right. And I never, ever bought any of them because I was like, eh, well, we'll see what happens. And then they're like, two-pack. And I was like, all right, that does it. That's exactly what I needed. So... <laughs> Yeah, I just think it's really I like the the like the rock hand effects that they include with that. Oh yeah, those were perfect. Yeah, it's really really well done, and it's also a nice kind of figure for like customization because it's basically like the most bare bones mold that you can get of the figures. Oh yeah, yeah, that's actually a really good point. So yeah, I think it's a really good buy. And then favorite lightning collection figure that had the best accessories. Hmm. Man, these are all so tricky. <laughs> uh, honestly, it would probably have to be the Comic Con Armored Red, just for the oh, yeah. just for the fact that like you got the holstery blade blaster, you got the whole power blaster. I mean, obviously, you're paying for that from the Comic Con, you know, upcharge. So that's why it was able to include so much. But mm-hmm. I just thought that, that really came with like pretty much everything you would need for that figure and, and a lot more. It was, exactly. it was definitely something really cool that they did. Now, on the Fan First Friday, when they announced Zach, doesn't he also now come with the closed blaster? Yeah, he does. And that was something that I did not expect, like, at all. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it was really odd because it's something that... Because we, we saw it again in black with uh, Ranger Slayer. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. But we haven't gotten it in its, like, proper colors since the Comic-Con set. And it's odd that when we're getting our, for now, I guess, like final core five team member uh, mm-hmm. in like their regular form Zach gets it now I, I if like all people that we've gone through <laughs> I okay not complaining I'll display him with that because I always preferred that than the opened blaster ones but I always like any more of those so anyway Hasbro is able to give them to us I was down for yeah absolutely so moving on to our next question we got Heli Caprion come back at Helicoprion B, they asked, what would be the cost concerns in adding a -a Build-A-Figure to the Lightning Collection? Maybe for a one-time mold use of a Monster of the Week, but since Build-A-Figures are traditionally a way to incentivize retailers to carry a line they wouldn't think would sell out normally, is its absence a good thing? So personally with that, is that Power Rangers is an interesting exception to where we can see how the for kind of how the line would work with that from the ban- right. from the Bandai Legacy figures. And I don't think it really worked well there. So <laughs> while I'm not against the idea of it, because I liked uh, Bandai's approach to that, where like you, you know, build the Megazord with the team, that made sense and there was a cool way to do it. But in the end, I think that the figures themselves just really suffered from that aspect. And so, and, and even with the Hasbro figures, we're seeing some figures that aren't coming with everything we would prefer them to. And so, while I'm not against that being implemented in some way, I, I don't really know the exact 
like proper way to do it. I think for now, that's not really something that should be focused on or even really considered. I'm down for like Megazord like figures, like how Bandai did, like that are lightning scaled. That would be cool. Perfectly down for that but for now I, I think that doing that just probably isn't the best time though not never you know they could do it eventually and it, i think it could work mm-hmm. out but yeah, that's basically what i think on that yeah you make a good point with that because i think if they were to ever include a build a figure that's plastic that's taking away from the different accessories right. and when they first announced this at power morphicon a couple years ago which seems like a decade ago at this point. Yeah, it does. I think that first announcement was such a great way to say, look, this is how we're separating ourselves from Bandai. We listened. We've got you more accessories. We've got an effect piece. We've got uh, civilian heads. And civilian heads were a big thing for me because... You know, a ranger isn't just the outfit they wear. It's the person inside the suit. Right. And yeah, like a lot of times these miss the mark in nailing down the likeness. But I would rather have that than a leg of some figure I might might not even collect all of. Exactly. That's Mm -hmm. another thing too is like, you know, it's always the fear of not completing that. You know, if, yeah. you know, thankfully somehow I don't really even know how we pulled that off. But the fact that no uh, builder figures from Bandai were left without limbs, we <laughs> we, we somehow actually f- finished that. Um, so, but like yeah, that's true. That's always a concern. Is you mm-hmm. know would would we get a Megazord without a leg? And then what what could you do with that? <laughs> yeah, it's just something that I think would bring more issues than anything else right now. Yeah, there's still improvements that can be made to these figures. Oh, 100%. Yeah, something I think recently I would love to see them do is I'd rather pay an extra $5 to make sure that all the paint apps are correct, that we get everyone's weapon. The biggest disappointment for me, aside from the face of uh, Rocky Zeo Blue, was the fact that they showed that they had his tonfas, mm-hmm. and then we didn't get it. We're kind of rubbing salt on that wound today when Tommy yes. has his sword. It just yeah. kind of begs the question as to what happened there. Yeah, and so I'd rather pay an extra $5, make this a $25 figure, a case of four, even 100 Yeah. You're good. And then we can at least be assured that the quality, at least all the paint apps that are supposed to be there will be on there. And that's one of the recent things like we've talked about on, on Ranger Command too was... You know, this release of the Dino Thunder White figure that still hasn't been officially announced. Oh, yeah, we have, I have things to say about that one later. <laughs> yeah, and is already on, on sale in the UK. It's crazy how much, like, a simple black line around a visor can totally change the look of a figure from what you're expecting. Absolutely. Yeah, that one's a mess. <laughs> I can't even like... I don't know about you, but I don't want to paint my own figures. Oh, I definitely... I'm 100% against it. I feel I shouldn't have to. No, no. You, as I, a consumer. I completely agree with that. I feel like that's something that we, sh- we should not have to do at all. Mm-hmm. At least we shouldn't have to paint... Like, I get people who want to go the extra mile and make them, like, 100%. Like, people who are painting... I saw some people that were, like, changing the paints on Omega. 
Yeah. Not, I mean, some people were painting the morpher, but I saw other people were actually painting over the whole chest to have a more accurate six. And I totally admire people who have the talent and the time oh, to do that. That's amazing. I think toy customizers do a fantastic job, but it shouldn't be our job. It, no, 100%. <laughs> and like things that are relatively simple in, in the grand scheme of things, like Dino Thunder White's visor to fix or kind of fixing like uh, Mighty Morphin Red's helmet. Things mm-hmm. like that are something that like I probably could do to a decent like result. Right. But to me, while I would like it to look like that, I would prefer to have the figure in the way it was originally released. Mm-hmm. Despite its flaws, because yeah. like for, you know, for in the couple years, if I'm trying to like look at a reference or something, well, granted, there's like going to be tons of photos all over the place, but still, just to kind of like have it as authentic, and or like for, heaven forbid I ever sell them, <laughs> I would want them. To, <laughs> I would want them to look how they were originally released. Exactly. So it's something that I've always liked the idea of, but never have gone through with and more than likely never will the five casts and stuff at the five cast set is there a canon where gold ranger exists in the mmpr movie verse and could it be trini i mean i guess if that's your head canon sure yeah i mean i don't see why not i think that's a cool idea there's a story right there for boom that can cover something in the movie uh, movie universe That'd be cool. Mosh and Tommy Lulu Lufton <laughs> in the tweets at Tommy Lulu uh, 85. How's your wallet holding up? <laughs> I don't even know what that is anymore. <laughs> What's a wallet? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> What's currency? I think we saw the Psycho 5 pack and I don't think I've seen it since. So like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really know where it went. It magically transported to uh, Hasbro's headquarters. Exactly. Right. And extending that from my wallet, I've been asking the same question about my paychecks. They just seem to keep disappearing. And it's like, <laughs> I, I don't know what's happening. Steven Martinez at Steve Martinez 90 asked, after today's reveals and leaks, what do you think would be the worst wave for you if you had to pick? Out of the six waves <laughs> that we know of, because <laughs> we already know seven and eight. Yeah, we do. What do you think is... Probably the weakest wave overall for you. Uh, personally, and it's not even anything against the figures in them, but for some reason, whenever I'm looking back on the waves, I was just never super excited about the uh, contents of wave two. And okay, for some reason, I think that's kind of a wave that a lot of people kind of forget about because I've had a lot of people in the last couple of months who have like talked about how we haven't gotten the same season twice in a wave when like we got Beast Morphers twice there. And things like that. Oh, okay. And so I feel like... People overlook it. Right, yeah. I think it's just kind of an overlooked wave in general. And I don't really know why that is, because I don't have a problem with any of those figures. I think that wave was good in terms of what was in there. Uh, To remind people, that was uh, Beast Morphers Red, Beast Morphers Gold, Magna Defender, and the MMPR Pink Ranger. Yeah, right. And I think also that wave kind of... Because I'm still slightly disappointed that Magna doesn't have a mic head. Right. So, Mike! <laughs> <Mike>! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so I think that kind of draws from it. And while I still think it's a really good figure, and also it was one that we had leaked for so long before it was revealed, which granted that's kind of mm-hmm. just the normal at this point. But still, it just kind of felt like once it was revealed, it was like... And it was also kind of early within Beast Morphers running. So you didn't really have like a strong attachment to to Devin and Nate at that point. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel because it was like in the middle of a hiatus and everything. While they're really good figures, I just think there wasn't exactly a lot of excitement over Wave 2 as we've had for other waves and other cool things that they've been doing. Yeah, and it's a shame because, like you said, those are some pretty solid figures, Absolutely. too. Even though Nate doesn't have his glasses, oh, right. the likenesses for both Devin and Nate are really, really good. Yes, yes, they are. And the Beast Morpher, just the sculpts, of those figures are really great in my opinion. Absolutely. And it has one of my favorite effect pieces that like digital oh, tech one that Devin has. The digital one is awesome. I love that I love one. That. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Hasbro, maybe get to work on the Zoe and steel. <laughs> that figures, would be please. really great. <laughs> yeah. Please complete your team. Thank you. Hopefully before <laughs> the season is over. <laughs> yeah, for real. In the U S at least. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Big Mike at Big Mike eight one zero nine said, "Raise his hand." Yes, hi. Yes, Mike from Big Mike eight one zero nine. When do you think we'll see the release of the standalone MMPR Green, or do you see it becoming a two pack with someone else? So my my uh, sarcastic answer is the fact that. If this line is anything to prove, we'll get every person who's ever had a dragon shield before we get regular green. <laughs> because that's that's kind of where we're at so far. I am expecting MMPR pink with dragon shield from the boom. I, I would love that. And I would also love the um, SPD green with the shield too. Oh yeah, nice. I would love both of those. Easy to do since you already got the mold it's, for uh, SPD red. Exactly, extremely easy. <laughs> but MMPR Green, like just the normal regular version, is honestly a figure that I completely shocked we don't have yet. It's really amazing we don't. It really yeah. is. And I, I know that Hasbro was kind of more keen on starting with Tommy as white than with green, which I liked. Mm-hmm. I, I liked that kind of switch up because usually we would always start with green stuff. We know from last week's photo leak. In, insert JDF watch music. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's making its return. Green. <laughs> JDF Watch 2014. Wow. Yeah. What's your favorite ranger? Green, 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 green. Yeah, who's your favorite ranger? That's what I want to hear. Green, 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 green. Who's your favorite ranger? That's what I want to hear. The kids at 36th Street. You better keep practicing before the Green Rangers are gonna come and get you. <laughs> and we, we we know from last week's leaked photo that there's one on the way. <laughs> we just don't know where. <laughs> so I, I don't know where it's going to be. Personally, yeah. I'd always assumed that with the pattern that they were going with, which is so far been continuing with you know one mighty morph in a wave. Mm-hmm. You would think it would be in wave seven, but honestly, at this point, I'm honestly expecting it to be not in the wave, but to be some kind of special release because I feel like they're going to hype it up to be like, it's Tommy, it's green, here it is. And like, <laughs> and do it some, I don't even know where or like if they would, I don't think they would throw it into a two pack again like they did with Fighting Spirit because mm-hmm. I just, I don't see that happening because I don't even know really who they would put in there with it. I mean, there's some options, but. Right. Like, a lot of the options are figures we already have. I feel like it will be a standalone. I just don't really know exactly when or how that will happen. But we know it will. Yeah, and we've we've got Draken Evo 3 right. on the way, which I'm really excited about, too. I'm still waiting on that 
pre-order link whenever they do that. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> it's just never ending. Nope. Jeremy Walker, the Jez Show, at the Jez Show, said, You can only keep one. Ranger Keys, Sotos, or Lightning Collection figures. No gimmicks, no end-arounds. Gotta pick one and ditch the others. What will it be? Well, Ranger Keys are dead anyway. So I feel like that's I feel like that one kind of took itself off the table. Since it's still ongoing and it hasn't died off yet, granted now that I say this, like wave seven will be the last wave. But like Oh but, no but like I like lightning collection figures to stick around. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I, I love everything that they do with those and it's something that I would love to see one day have like everyone. I I honestly mm-hmm. don't think we ever will get that far. But I would love for the tap. <laughs> and right now the hope is still alive. So, I'll, I'll pick that one. Let's actually talk about uh, today's event. We pushed it off long enough, I guess. We yeah, we, we, we pushed it off long <laughs> enough, but um, I think there's some good conversation that, that we can have here. This isn't even with what happened with today's Lightning Collection news, except for the fact that Dennis Chan, at Always Bumping on Twitter... He's actually one of the sculptors for Lightning Collection figures. And he showed off the 3D sculpts for uh, Yellow in Space. So apparently it shares the MMPR pink figure body. And the head, skirt, and weapons are all different. And obviously the helmet as well. Those are the new parts that he sculpted for that. Very cool. I love the behind the scenes for this. I love seeing 3D renders. I love seeing the creation process. And I know you pretty much feel the same way, Yeah, absolutely. 100%. What happened, though, in his thread after that tweet got me thinking a little bit. So the rest of his thread continued with, I'm disappointed by, and of course someone's doing... (laughs) mowing the grass of course of course because why not right hold on let me let me just check real quick it sounds like you're about to be abducted (laughs) (laughs) i'll be i'll be right back okay okay i'm back it just gets super loud because the way our neighbor's backyard bumps with the side of our house Mm -hmm. There's like a small strip of property that we share that's a grass area that their landscaper trims. Ah. Unfortunately, where I'm at in the house, right next to the outside windows right. in the bedroom, it's uh, it got pretty loud. But <laughs> anyway, so what Dennis ended up saying in this thread was, I'm disappointed by how the leaks happened. I know this wasn't the most exciting wave, but a lot of work goes into these figures, and they deserve to be presented properly. Not unceremoniously thrown online by some rando with cell phone pics. As someone I respect wrote in a different context, these sources aren't getting the quote-unquote scoop. They're just only one's careless and selfish enough to leak it to the public. And I feel like he was talking about about you and and a couple other people in the fandom that, you know, are able to find these uh, figures. And 
I'm reminded of uh, Raz, you know, many mm-hmm. years ago, one of one of the first Ranger Nation spotlights that we did many years ago, where he was kind of in that same position that you're in now. He had access to these systems to be able to find the figure for the legacy figures. He was oh, able right. to find out the information ahead of time. And now you have kind of taken on that spot. And I want to ask you as someone, we'll break down his comment in a little bit, but I wanted to ask you, you know, in the six years that fans have, fans like you, fans like Raz, fans like Power Ranger Talk and, and people like that who find these listings, obviously you're not trying to gotcha the brand <laughs> right. because you love these figures. You collect them. You buy them. Right. And I understand from the corporate perspective that, yeah, it sucks when you have a marketing plan. I'm I'm in marketing. I totally get it. You create a plan of how you want to reveal things and how things want to be achieved. But there's no controlling that pictures are going to get out from Malaysia. Yeah. <laughs> during shipping there's there's no control right. that a random UK retailer is going to upload these pictures to their site and link them what, what so, it really comes down yeah. to is that like well yeah me you know power ranger talk martian ranger we find things all the time but a lot of the things that also happen are completely out of our control too they right. they just happen all of the time and it's like like whenever i've ever found anything which granted i've only been doing that for about half a year at this point right i, I always make it a purpose of i never tag hasbro in it and sure. i never tag the power just twitter because i'm like they're not going to respond to it i'm not looking to a response from them i know they don't like them like the mean leak but they so. know they but of course and they know right and i also i don't feel like it like a much of a point of telling Hasbro that them themselves are making these figures, because I think that they probably already know that. So, right. <laughs> like, not much of a point. I always try to make it a point of, one of the, the main reasons why I always, you know, try to find things is because I love that today, if the wave never leaked or something, right? I feel like we would have a lot more backlash and everything than if it hadn't leaked before. And, because, you know, if this was our first time seeing it, then... You know, maybe it would make the whole presentation more exciting because it would have been something new. But yeah. you would still have had the same complaints and everything. You're just moving up that timetable by a couple of days or weeks or whatever it is. It kind of softens the blow for that official. A hundred percent, yeah. But at the same time, we saw it in the live stream today. I don't know if you were monitoring the chat. But yeah, I was, like, I was looking at it a little bit, but I didn't want to. But it was <laughs> like, yawn, we already knew about this. Well... Yeah, of course we right. did. But Hasbro is never going to acknowledge that, except the one time that they joked about, well, you've probably already right, seen yeah, these. Right, yeah, and I was happy that nod. they actually had a little nod yeah. to that at Toy Fair. That was, that was yeah. something I was like, okay, well, they know, because that we know this already. But what are your thoughts on that? Because that's something that, you know, I've been thinking a lot more of, is that we that are, like, really passionate, like knee deep in the fandom or neck deep in the fandom every single day we're we're on top of the news we're on top of these leaks we're we make up i think a smaller portion of the fan base than people realize mm-hmm. 
We just happen to be the most vocal about right. it. Like, I get his frustration. I totally get Dennis's frustration from a business point of view, from a marketing point of view. It sucks because obviously they want to be the first ones to share it. They want to be the ones delivering that excitement. They want to have that good press image right. and a feeling of accomplishment like, all right, all of our hard work paid off. The fans are excited or or not, but they're talking about it at least. And now, you know, obviously leaks happen. And I don't think if they were that upset about it, I think they would do or be a little bit more proactive in trying to hide of course, it. You know right. They, I mean? they, they have never, from what I understand, from what I can experience, they haven't come after us for that stuff, mm-hmm. which granted, I don't really know what they could for anyway. It's public information that we find. So it's like, right. but like, basically what it, what it comes down to is it actually kind of makes me think of a, a, a quote tweet I got about an hour ago when I tweeted out the, the UK links for Dino Thunder White. So mm-hmm. Someone quote tweeted it, and I'm, I'm sorry if they're listening, I admit, the name ex- escapes me, but they uh they quote tweeted it stating that they had no idea that this figure was happening and it's a figure that leaked quite a while ago from malaysia from other places and everything Mm -hmm. but just because we have that small group of the fandom who does see the stuff every single day and is just absorbed with it there is so many other people who aren't either aren't on twitter aren't vocal in the fandoms and everything who have zero idea that this is happening and that's really kind of Honestly, what these official announcements are, they're they're for that group, really. Right. For the people the, the, who... Yeah, the, they're not for us. No, we already not. know. Right. And, I mean, of course, we tune into them because we still want to see what Hasbro has. We, we oh, hope that there's right. something up their sleeves that we don't know about. Even though I knew with pretty good confidence that Wave 6 was going to happen today, I didn't know if it would be all we got or not. But I was still excited that mm. I knew that today would be the day that I could pre-order them. Yes. Because I've known about them figures for such a long time, but I could never order them anywhere. <laughs> and now I can. And now I, I have a pre-order in already, and cool, I'll have them. There's always that excitement still. And I, I like getting all the promo images, the press shots and everything. I love right. getting all of that stuff. And so even though I obviously had disappointments and you know complaints that everyone else did, at the end of the day for today, I'm still happy and excited following their presentation. So it's like, well, I totally get Dennis's point, and I really do. Mm-hmm. We're also not, when we do post them, sometimes, I mean, he said it's what, unceremoniously posted or whatever. Right. And sometimes it is, you know, a person who did take a random photo with a cell phone or whatever, but it's usually not even that. It's usually like a screenshot of a listing or something, or, you know. That's online. Right, that's right. That anyone can exactly. find. Exactly, that's online. It's not like people just do it be like, oh, hey, you know, I found this thing. Uh, can't wait until Hasbro announces that. Like, we, you know, <laughs> we, we post it and, you know, people, there's, like, news sites that write articles about it and all this other stuff. Like, it, it's shared around with, like, I don't really know if I would say respect, but, like, with, you know, competence, I guess. It, it's not saying, oh, man, uh, we're totally dunking on Hasbro. <laughs> right. What a bunch of idiots. Like, it's not that at all. Right. It's just, this is the nature of the beast. And this has been happening long before Hasbro. And this not even just was with rampant. And yeah. Transformers. Any line. Right, right. Black Series, Marvel Legends. Like, they all, they all have this all the time. Well, one thing I did want to comment on about the line about, like, Rando with cell phone pics. 
Yeah, but you also can't help the people that have literally found stuff on the shelf. Seriously. That they haven't announced yet. How is that? Like, Dino Dino Charge Black was a complete surprise. Right. I mean, like, we had that target listing for it, but we didn't know that it was Dino Charge Black. And so, like, what it came down to is that we knew there was some kind of Black Ranger figure happening, but until someone literally just walked into a store and found it, we didn't know that it was Dino Charge. And that was, like, only a week before Hasbro's official announcement. Right. So, it... That was Target's fault. That's not the fans' fault. Mm-hmm. That was right. that wasn't. I mean, that was Target was doing the reset, as we we you know all what we were talking about like a couple weeks ago, and they just put it out a little earlier than they really should have, and that's what happened. The one last line: um, the sources aren't getting the scoop. They're they're just careless and selfish enough to leak it to the public. Well, as someone. With a podcast, with this site for Ranger Command, I actually have a press contact at yeah. Hasbro. We get official press releases. Of course, I don't post it until, like, I may retweet some of the links, but I don't post it until I officially get that email from my Hasbro contact right, right. that says, here's the actual press wording here's the super high-res images i mean i get these tiffs sometimes you know with the multiple layers and you can see their i saw uh, uh, photo correction yeah i saw toka chris posting that with uh, ashley's figure like an hour ago he was was posting those but yeah like toka chris like john green like morgan from ranger lord like myself we get these press images and so personally you know, from Ranger Command, I don't post it until I can make it an actual news article. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about these leaks before on the podcast. Like podcasts, it's it's free reign. Right. But it's not, I don't think it's it's selfish to talk about these leaks. They're out there. So we're gonna right. be talking about them anyway, no matter who leaks it. That's just the nature of the fandom. And so I just thought it was really unfair to kind of call out parts of the fandom like that because 95% of this is completely out of our control. And you can show restraint for yourself for not posting it, but someone's going to come along and post anyway. It's going to be found. If it's out there, we're going to find it. And it's not like we're all on some kind of like secret code or something where we're like, all right, no one, oh, oh okay, the leak's found, but no one posted. <laughs> right. Because, you know, there's there's 10 different sites and outlets that are willing to jump this just so that they can say first. Right, exactly. I mean, everyone wants that exposure. They want that first click, that first look at everything, which, I mean, that's just, that's just how things work with news. Of course, people would want to post it first. Especially with, you know, the nature of everything being online and online journalism and and that stuff. It's just, we have to accept that. And yes, I totally get Dennis's feelings, the the disappointment about how leaks happen. And literally eight hours before an event, the pictures show up. Then put your links, put your pictures in some kind of embargo for these smaller sites. Right. Some of these smaller retailers or tell them to do a better job of hiding their WordPress. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, backlog. So, yeah. And also, like, one of the things that really kind of has kept my, you know, passion alive for trying to find the things is that, especially within recent months and uh, recent announcements, 
and and this is just the way Hasbro, I guess, decided to do it. But they've been announcing mm-hmm. things that like, if I didn't have the you know the knowledge of it happening before they announced it, like I don't know if I'd be able to afford it off the cuff like that. Like Wrong. like the Psycho set, for example, I think was the perfect example of this where. Uh, I found the listing for that at the end of May, so people had known that it was a thing for a little while. Right. For three months, right. yeah. And then Hasbro announces it on July 9th, and it came out August 1st. And that's not a cheap set. Yep. That's a $100 set. Yep. And so it gave me time to factor that into my budget, be like, hey, there's this five-pack mm-hmm. coming out. I'm going to be buying that. But like, if I knew about that only three weeks ahead, like, would I have been able to figure it out? Probably. But like, because then you got, it would have been more difficult. Absolutely, a hundred percent. And like, you know, it would have been difficult with trying to figure out like, well, is this going to sell out? And you know, I'm going to have to pay more for it later, or right. it's all this other stuff. Or even the Wave Six figures. To be perfectly honest, they have mm-hmm. a street date and release date of September first. Yeah, in three, right, weeks. In three weeks, or no, less than three yeah, weeks. Yeah. But at the same time, if you don't pre-order it today, half of them are already sold yeah, out. Ashley's already sold out on Pulse, and she's been delayed to October. Yep. So, yeah, I I totally agree with you. I think the benefit of some of these leaks is that it gives people a heads up. Do they really want to spend the money for this figure? And if Hasbro Paul says, hey, we're doing this announcement and people can already assume because they love to open up those pre-order links right away after these things happen. You're right. I think it gives time people to budget and it gives them a heads up if it's worth it. I'd love for Hasbro's distribution model to improve. Yeah. Especially the, the female figures. Again, Ashley was one in an eight case. If you have four figures in an eight case, just make it even across the board. I've, yeah, I've never understood why they're not just two per case. I don't, like, universally, I don't get that. Yeah, and they sell out anyway. Right. I think the demand is there for female figures. It it always has been. People are it's the, desperate. They, the for, demand has been there since this. the legacy figures. Yeah, I totally get an employee of Hasbro being upset at leaks. I completely understand that. But at the same time, I think that's the nature of the internet. And if Hasbro wants to be more proactive in preventing these leaks, if they want to inhibit some kind of embargo where if someone does post it before a specified date, then they're out. Right. Or completely change the codes every time you come out with a new way. Right, right. Just switch it up where it's not as predictable. And I mean, and they are switching the codes now, but it took them all the way until mm-hmm. Wave 7 to, to switch the codes. That was like two years, basically. <laughs> and it's just, it's kind of shocking that they have these means to prevent them. They're not taking those ways. And then, you know, you, you don't really get the right to be mad about that if you're not going to do anything about it. Absolutely. So let's actually talk about uh, the fan first <laughs> Oh, yeah, Friday. we still have the figures to mention. <laughs> so uh, there were two people on this call. Uh, John, who was brand marketing uh, on the stream, he mentioned that he joined earlier this year. 
Uh, we'll actually have a link to the live stream in the show notes because they were able to archive right, it. Yeah. There was also Corey, not Dennis, but Corey is a 3D sculptor, and he's been with the line since fr- the beginning of the Lightning Collection, which I think is great. One thing about Corey was his display looks very similar to mine. <laughs> I saw <laughs> that, so yeah. I was like, how did Corey get in my house? <laughs> Because it had like the same white wall, <laughs> the the layout was so super similar. I, even I was thinking that I'm like, is he sitting at Josh's computer? What's I going turn around on and here? I'm like, how did he do that, Corey? <laughs> I didn't know the live stream was happening. Dude, you're in my house. This is impressive. I mean, I was excited for the live stream, but I didn't know we were having it at my house. <laughs> what a celebration! <laughs> right. So the fall collection, Wave 6 of the Lightning Collection, you can pre-order it today if they're still available. Yeah, they're all over the place. So. And some of the release date, it's either September 1st or early October, depending on what retailer and you know how late you might be in pre-ordering this. Uh, but we've got In Space Yellow, Ashley Hammond, Zero Ranger 5, Tommy Oliver, Mighty Morphin Black Ranger, Zack Taylor, and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Goldar. And we have the full high-res press images that we got from Hasbro. It's on our site. We'll link to those. Uh, interestingly enough, did not have any of like the cool background scene shots that we usually get. Nor did we get any uh, box photos it's very, in the press. It's very odd because the the uh, Amazon pages have the background photos, um, mm-hmm. like you know them in like a setting, like you mentioned. And I have yet to find a site that does have the box photos. I I don't understand that. Yeah, I I really don't think that they're. Yeah, out. it's really odd because usually we get those like we well we get them like every single figure in. <laughs> Like numerous different perspectives yeah. too. So it's very odd all the way around. And I really hope that those images are released. Obviously, I know you hope I, they I are. very much hope they are. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, we're gonna have to get someone with uh with a scanner to be like, hey, what's <laughs> right. up? Right. I mean, I'll um, I'll take them. I, I had to take numerous photos of my own stuff for the blog book. Mm-hmm. So I, if if they don't give them to me, I will definitely figure out a way. But I mean, it'd be nice if they had them. Let's just break this down. Impressions finally seeing uh, In Space Yellow. Oh, they really did a good job with this. I, mm-hmm. I'm i really happy with I mean, it captured the whole In Space suit, which is our first uh, In Space Ranger in the line, if you don't count the Psychos. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's always great to get more female figures. They're definitely few and far between. So mm-hmm. I always appreciate getting them. I'm happy that she has both of her main weapons. Yes. Especially because the Slinger uh, will go nice in like a fighting display with Psycho Yellow if you've got the five pack. Oh, yeah. Good so, point. Because since they kind of like have those evil versions. So I'm really mm-hmm. happy that, those, that that's there because it has like that really cool. I always love when they do like the specialized effect pieces. Yeah, where it's like instead of just a lightning yeah. piece, it's like a lightning arrow. Right. Those are and, so like something cool. that would like only work for a certain weapon. And like, mm-hmm. like, like, we probably wouldn't ever see this piece again because I can't think of what it would be used for. And so, it, I always like when they do that things like that. And, uh, and of course, everyone is 
bashing on the civilian heads and how they look this time around. And I agree I agree with a lot of people that I think it would be to the benefit of these if they stopped having them smiling with their teeth exposed. Yeah, they are just not doing a great job with the sculpting of how the teeth yeah. look. Just if you want them to smile, give them a smirk or a closed right, smile. Right. You know, do something like that because there's some weird uncanny valley stuff going on with how those I, I, and I think this wave kind of really suffered on it. I think all three of them have that problem uh, this, yep. this time around. And it, it's, it's definitely a shame because, like, I mean, for the most part, like, I think they get the hair perfectly. I think they get, like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the general sculpt is as perfect as you can really get it for how old some of these reference, you know, materials would have to be. Right. And so overall, I'm very happy with the figure. And all the way back from when the listing was first found, I was honestly surprised that she would be in the wave. And I'm happy that it ended up happening. I'm happy that that's, that's what it actually decoded to be. So bring on more in Space Rangers. I'm happy we're going to start this. Yeah, absolutely. Next up, Tommy Oliver, Red Zia Ranger 5. So uh, I'm digging it. I'm glad that we got the, the sword. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because like, the last time we got that was in the uh, the fighting spirit set for the legacy figures. And mm-hmm. that was the only way you could get it there. So I'm really happy that they did bother to give him his sword. It, it does make Zia Blue's tonfas uh, hurt more, unfortunately. It, yeah, it does. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't think they would necessarily be able to combine and everything like how they would in the show. But right. if we get more Zero Rangers and we start having some people have their weapons, some don't, it's going to be awkward. It's a very odd it, Absolutely. Yeah. And personally, I think that this figure could have come with the holstered version of the sword, like the, the generic sword. The smaller right, one. Because yeah. since we didn't get that with blue and, you know, most people I would assume would want to post Tommy with his like signature weapon. So I'm happy we get all the accessories because it's basically, you know, you're, you're getting everything you got with, with Rocky. It's just for, for mm-hmm. Tommy. I think it's kind of hard to tell from some of the photos, but I think they did actually paint the white trim around the visor. It actually be white and not silver, which is, which nice. is great. It looks good. <laughs> so they, it looks very they did clean. Fix that. Genuinely. I, th- I think this head sculpt turned out the best of the three. The biggest issue I have with it is I think the forehead is a little too big. I think that's the problem. I think it's the forehead. I, I don't really know. It's a bit. Yeah, big. like I, I, I don't know. I feel like something's wrong there. But like the hair, like you know that iconic Tommy. You know we had the long hair in Zio, so it's really cool that they actually. I was nervous that we were just gonna get the same, like wave one, Tommy <laughs> head for the third time. I was so scared about that. Oh, breaking news! Oh. Power Rangers official account tweeted. That in space and Black Ranger, they said first shipment sold out, second shipment available now with a different link. Oh, okay. Interesting. So I'm just going to retweet. Yeah, those. so these, the second shipment is uh, October 1st instead of September 1st. Okay. So I'm glad that they're giving people a chance to right. <laughs> So yeah, if you want these figures... Please check out this uh, Hasbro Pulse and guarantee your order because I think this is the first time they've done a different link for a second release. And Hasbro Pulse doesn't even have these uh, background image press shots. You would think that their own site would have them. Yeah, very strange. 
Starting to get worried about that. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> so now MMPR Black with Zach. And speaking earlier of, you know, the different head sculpt uh, for Tommy, this is something that, that I wanted and I speculated on the last Ranger Command is that if you're going to do repeats of these characters or in the case of a Ranger with multiple forms like Tommy give them the head sculpt that represents how they look in that Absolutely. season. I think it was a great move for them to do Zach with his dreads, classic early season two look for Zach. So I am really excited that he does have that option for his face. And like we pointed out earlier, the closed version of the Blade Blaster that was previously in a sold-out San Diego Comic-Con right. set. What I really like about this figure is that, even though I still don't exactly understand the reasoning behind it, but we did get Armored Black before we got this, and it's really nice for the people who either didn't get that figure or were waiting to have a normal Black, because I know a lot of people bought extras of that to customize into a normal MMPR mm -hmm. Black. And that's why I'm like, patience, I know, guys. I know. It'll happen. <laughs> I, I've never, I never really understood that because I mean, it was obvious they were going to do this eventually. But mm -hmm. um, I, I like that they did, you know, actually bothered making it different in some aspects. You know, you get the different Zach head, you get the same effect piece that the armored one did, but it's in a, a new color. So that's I always mm -hmm. like that. And so overall, I, I think they did a really good job making it feel different from the Walgreens Armored Black from last year. And yeah. I really can appreciate that. I think they did just enough to make it stand mm -hmm. out. And this is an, another kind of re-release, is the Mighty Morphin Goldar figure. So this is definitely the oddest one here. Because, yes. th so this is kind of talking back to the listings. This is what the SPC generator code ended up becoming. Right. And that was a code that, for a while, was very confusing <laughs> as to what it was. And we knew that we were getting something that wasn't a ranger, because it didn't have the Romeo code. A lot of people had speculated Goldar, and while I definitely figured that was possible, I never honestly believed it because of the fact that Goldar's original code didn't start with a G as well, because right. his original code was Vulcan. A code that I very much liked. Oh, right, of but, course, I figured. Yeah. And I didn't really know, because I kept thinking that, you know, would it be Wainless Goldar? Like, would that actually be a thing they would do? And also, we and had, yeah, we and are. here we are. <laughs> so, yep, that is the thing they would do. And we had seen from the last couple months, uh, it doesn't seem exactly that these figures sold that well at GameStop in the first place. Because right, they right. were on sale. I mean, not, I got one for like five right, bucks. Right. I mean, they, they seem to sell a little bit better than Psycho Blue did. They pretty mm -hmm. much pay you to take that one at this point. But <laughs> exactly. like, it, it's interesting that now with the release of this, granted there are still some exclusive accessories to the GameStop one, like the wings and everything. But both of the 2019... GameStop exclusive Psycho Blue and Goldar are now released in a different format. And it's mm -hmm. in not even a year after their original releases, which is just interesting. And Goldar was already one of my favorite figures anyway. I think the sculpt on that was really well done. Oh, it's it's fantastic. It's, it it's looks so amazing. good. And one of the problems with my figure is that the wings never even stay in. Uh, or well, they stay in, <laughs> but they never stay up. The mm -hmm. Tomashi stand I have is what, is the only thing keeping the wings like how they should look. Oh, wow. Besides that, they love to just droop all the way down. And I haven't even really like taken them out of the peg since you know I bought the figure because mm -hmm. I I figured if I kept changing them back and forth, they would you know wear down that peg. 
So I never even tried doing that, but they already kind of wore out. So I was honestly kind of considering buying an extra gold R back when he was like five bucks. And now I'm glad I didn't <laughs> because <it> is, <laughs> here we go. So, uh, yeah, this this has the, you know, the wing list pieces where, you know, they're kind of folded down on the back. But I, I do like it. I definitely like it's an interesting decision that they went with. Obviously, I pre-ordered. Right. I mean, so did I. Because. Right? Of course. But this is different enough, and it was actually the live stream that sold me on it, because they did mention, you know, darker washes for this particular figure. They showed off the actual winglets right. in the back, which the press photos don't really show off Which all is that interesting, because, well. like, you would think that'd be... Because that's kind of the main draw of this. So Right. And there was extra gold paint app on the sword... And we get a new effect. Right, and it's not even even just a recolored one. It's an actual brand new molded one, too. Yeah, so for me, it was different enough of a release where I'm like, okay, I'm still going to get it. Plus, since it is a regular release figure, the box will be different with the non-exclusive. Right, it will be. With the color. It should just be a typical white box. Granted, Mm -hmm. I, I would love to see how it looks. But box photos aren't. <laughs> but here <laughs> yeah. we are. The box photos aren't out for some reason. But yeah, no, that's another point because you know, for people who want it to look mm-hmm. all nice and consistent with all of the retail figures, and while while I personally really like that the exclusives have that different thing about them because I think it, it's neat how it sets them apart. Um, I can see why people would want them to all match with the same color and everything too. So now, overall, one interesting th- thing to note about this wave is that for the most part, well, all of these figures are based on previous sculpts. So Zeo, obviously based off Zeo Blue, and before that, uh, Zeo Gold, who, if you take his shield off, has the patterning for the chest for the regular Zeo Rangers. In Space Yellow, we found out, is based off uh, MMPR pink with some slight modifications, which is disappointing to me because my MMPR pink has like the bowed legs. Yep. Mine does too. I think the arms are really flimsy. Like I'm actually scared to like continuously oh, pose yeah. that because they really feel flimsy. So part of me is like, can you just beef up the girl arms a little right. bit? So it doesn't feel like I'm going to snap them like a twig. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a scary feeling. Yeah. MMPR Black, obviously the MMPR body type uh, has been around. And then Goldar is just a straight up. Right. No modifications except the winglets and, you know, maybe some of the back detail. Obviously, this is a cost-saving type oh, of wave. Do you think, based on lead times for production anyway, that this was in response to the global pandemic? Or was this more of like a filler line just to save costs for something else coming? So my personal opinion on it is that since the listings were, because we don't really know how long they were in there until they were found, but Mm. since they were found in February before kind of everything went nuts, these were obviously pre-decided quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. And personally, what I think is that they knew that this would be like their fall wave, September, you know, for the year. Right. And, you know, they knew everything else, or at least I'm assuming they had some kind of planned out, you know, releases. 
And with how many exclusive figures we're getting this year, especially within the last like two to three months. Oh yeah. I that are for the most part, like a lot of them are are, are using new molds and things like that. Mm-hmm. That I think that they just kind of needed Wave Six to be this simpler, easier thing for them to do, but still get a retail wave out. Yeah. Because right now we have way more exclusives this year than we've had retail waves. Yeah, which is which is insane to me. Absolutely. It's, and I think they've done um, really amazing things with these exclusive waves. Mm-hmm. You know, Omega with the first Hasbro figure box. Right, right. Is incredible. Getting our first team pack was definitely something unprecedented too. Yeah, absolutely. And it shows that they can do a whole team pack. That was something that they brought up in the Q&A, which I think we'll we'll move on to next. So I'm agreeing with your line of thinking. I think this was more of a cost-saving wave to get some retail Rangers out, kind of complete the core team of MMPR and, you know, have another Red Ranger that's Tommy, do another villain, have a female figure in there. Right, I mean, it, it all makes sense. It hit all the check marks. And it still followed with, like, we kind of seem to have in a pattern where Waves 4, 5, and 6 all had a Zeo Ranger in them. Mm-hmm. So you have, like, you're still continuing Zeo. And then, of course, like, In Space Yellow, I'm assuming, was planned to be released around the Psycho Pack because you can have those fight each other and things like yeah. that. And so, like, the wave itself makes sense when you kind of think about everything that's happening around it. And while I I could personally see Wave 7 turning out Mm -hmm. to be a somewhat similar situation, or it could just be a typical, here's a bunch of brand new stuff again. Mm -hmm. And I would be excited either way. Right, me too. So would I. Now, this leads into the Q&A portion that they had. And I wanted to touch upon, you know, what you mentioned, where releasing an in-space yellow concurrently with the Psycho Rangers. And that leads to their comment that they made for one of the questions, which was, how do they choose which seasons to feature in each wave? And the answer was that they look at the whole year of the retail release and they want to kind of quote tell a story for either a full team collection or moments that happen in the show and i remember when we first heard about that like oh we want to make moments happen that led into the lost galaxy red versus psycho red pack And goes to your point, Josh, about In Space Yellow being released with that whole Psycho Ranger pack. It leads credence to this comment about telling a story throughout the retail releases for a year. And if you look back upon this year of releases, MMPR Red single figure the dino charge black figure and from the last year dino charge gold and red and beast morphers it all kind of leads up to this team up that we've got going on. especially figures like dino charge black i think we're mm-hmm. we're only getting now because i mean nothing against that character or anything but it, it was a relatively kind of random release in the grand scheme of everything that we still have and that people want and everything yeah, And of course, I would assume that it was made for the intention of kind of tying into things. 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it all does make sense when you kind of look at it from a whole grand perspective. You kind of see what's going on. Yeah. One of the questions was about a fan vote figure. And we kind of got the generic response of, oh, yeah, stay active online. We're watching the comments. You know, stay vocal, stay vocal. And I felt that that was such a tone deaf response because. Yeah. If anything, the fans are vocal. They're saying, give us more female figures. Give us better paint apps. Give us better packaging. We're constantly telling them. Yeah, all the time. All the time. Here's your unsolicited advice and opinions. Everything that you want. I could open up Twitter on any hour of any day. Pretty much. And then go report to Hasbro. Here's exactly what they want. Oh, yeah. Because, like, it's all the time. Everyone is always saying what they want. They're, they're thinking of hypothetical two-packs. They're thinking of, you know, you know, following that theme of, like, you know, a ranger versus a villain or some kind of something. All the time. Yeah, yeah all the time. And even in the chat, you know, when they started saying on this live stream, uh, hit us up in the chat and tell, even though we're completely ignoring the chat, hit us up <laughs> in the chat and tell us your figures. And there was a couple times where, you know, they were responding through the Hasbro account, you know, very tamely to some people. But, you know, I made sure to go, uh, how about Mystic Force Wolf Ranger? Give us Udana. Give us yeah. Cat Ranger. Because we need more female figures. We need right. more unique Rangers. God, I would love Mystic Force White. I would love Cat Ranger. These are Rangers that barely get any representation in merchandise. Like, has Cat Ranger ever even had a figure? I don't think so. No, they've never had a figure. Come on, just give us some representation from a popular season. Lightning Collection has showed us that they're already on a kick with SPD. Like, just give us that that next step of of a ranger she's already in the game that's she, another thing too she's like, in two games yeah that's always something that would be like if they used the legacy wars and battle for the grid like roster to like pick from great selections there there's fan favorites especially legacy wars legacy wars covers like everything except operation over oh uh, yeah that's true <laughs> That's true. And, and no alien rangers. So and That is also true. I would definitely love to see if they're able to do another team pack. I would love to see an alien ranger pack. Yeah. It's five rangers. There's no sixth. It's a relatively obscure team. So you can kind of just kind of get it out of the way. And Right. There's yeah. still some nostalgia there for MMPR. It right. makes sense. And then, hell, if you're going to do that then tell your brand story and do a ninjor figure in the main line. Yeah, exactly. That would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Hey, Hasbro, the <laughs> fan base is telling you what you want or what we want. Right. I mean, yeah, staying, just saying staying active online, it's like, well, that's all we ever do. <laughs> what, do what else do you want? What else can we do? Right, what can we do? One of the questions, which I'm surprised that they even put I, into an official channel. I was, thought it was hilarious when it popped up as one of like the selected questions. Was like, hey, when are you guys ever going to move on <laughs> from MMPR <laughs> yeah, right. and give us other seasons? And they did say that they recognize that the fan base is very diverse. There's many different tastes. Uh, people love different rangers. 
And I mean, let's be real. You know, I'm someone who grew up Mighty Morphin. I my 11 year old show was the first season of Mighty Morphin. Mm-hmm. Your 11 year old show was, you know, Samurai and Super Samurai. Right, right. So there's already in the fandom multiple generations going on. Every, every so, single season was someone's show for that. Exactly. That that is a great point. My brother's was SPD. I I have a friend that has a couple kids and they absolutely adore Samurai because yeah. it was their first introduction into the show. Right. And so you're so, you're going to have an audience and uh, a demand for literally every season. Right. And of and course I'm, of course Mighty Morphin will always be the big seller. Yes. We we know that. And we know that it's the most mainstream. We know that you know, when they want to market these figures. Because I, I know people online who aren't necessarily, like, Power Rangers fans, per se, but are getting the Mighty Morphin figures because they remember watching that when they were a kid. Yep. And that's uh, what happened with my friend, uh, you know, Matt Goldberg. He's a huge wrestling figure collector. He's been on the show before. And that's all he does. He, he only buys the Mighty Morphin-based figures because it's nostalgic for him it's what he remembers and he likes that team and he likes the villains like zed Mm -hmm. so there's always going to be an audience for any of these figures and i I think there's an opportunity for hasbro to really spread their wings a bit yeah you can have some cost-saving waves but at least we're getting more rangers out there right but i'm glad that they actually recognize that fact that yes there are many different diverse fans in the fandom. i i just appreciate that even though i mean all of these answers have to be kind of filtered through that company response thing mm-hmm. that like i'm just appreciating that they actually you know I've, i'm out of all the thousands of questions i'm sure they received that were right. just variants of the same thing i'm happy that they you know actually did bothered to have some time to focus on that so yeah absolutely someone asked about more full team packs and they said that they're uh listening to the demands and they have to find a balanced price point more multi-packs make sense from a price and demand perspective so there's a balancing act you know with the Psycho Rangers, that's five Rangers, 20 bucks a figure. Yeah, we're getting into that $100 price range. And but, it even had repeats, too. So Yeah, and there was repeats. But we got some amazing-looking weapons. I think those oh, yes. are some of the greatest weapons. And when I opened my box, and this was something that you noted, too, was that they even did slight variations of poses of the lightning hands. Right, right. Something they definitely didn't have to do. No, but they it was it was a little feature that, you know, when you have these five figures together, it's not a total carbon copy of each <laughs> right, of these. Right, right. I would love to see more multi-packs. I love the two packs that they've done. Oh yeah. Um, All I think every single yeah. two pack I think has been like Really cool, like either really just spot on, either from the selection or like the meaning behind it. Like the wedding set one is just was a really fun idea. Yeah, the wedding was the perfect example because they announced it on the anniversary of that episode, right? 
and to come out, well, even though it's shipping now, right. but meaning to come out during the anniversary of the show. And that set really highlighted, highlighted to me, there is a strategy behind these releases. Mm-hmm. And there has to be. Otherwise, they're going to be spinning their wheels and they won't sell anything. Right. So I love that we've gone two packs. I love that with the putties, we've got our army building set. So they're already down for that concept. And the fact that they even made that set $10 cheaper than a normal 10 pack or two packs was really like something that just made that even a better idea for them to do. Mm -hmm. And with Omega Ranger, yes, it's an Amazon exclusive. Yes, we hate their packaging methods, but... If a retailer exclusive is what it takes to get a unique item for a unique ranger, and trust me, there are many issues I have with that figure, from the paint to the not molded badge and this and that. Right. But the fact that, you know, it's one step more of a unique release is very, very cool. Absolutely. And I'm just waiting for the eventual three pack. Give us the Spirit Rangers. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> for the love of God. <laughs> I love that. You know, we've seen the two extremes. We've seen the two packs. We've seen a five pack. That means they can do anywhere in between. Can we get a four pack of Omega Ranger, please? I would, I would really like that. Oh, <laughs> nice. You know what? Four pack of the dumpster monsters. Yes, that'd be perfect. So squat, babu, finster. I don't know. Do another Goldar <laughs> if you want to save some more money. This, this one will have a Sentai footage head. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or no, Scorpina. Oh no! Yeah, there you go. That makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. Do 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 finster, squat, babu, Scorpina. And now you've got all of the moon guys going on. Right. Yeah. That, oh, that would be really cool. See, Hasbro, listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> you want us to stay active online? Here you go. Here you go. This is it. Finally, one of the Q&A questions. Obviously, people asked about the deco and paint quality control. And again, it was one that I'm surprised that they included in their presentation it was one that i was happy they mentioned it i felt like they would they were almost forced to because i fear i i mean i don't know how many questions were asked but i would i have to imagine a vast majority of them would fall into that category Mm -hmm. because just looking on twitter and you know all of the common responses that we you see all the time are about those things and so i'm happy they did address it i'm still kind of confused about what they even said (laughs) but like yeah, they're like, yeah, we're we're working on new processes and techniques, and it was just such a blanket statement. <laughs> they answered the question, and I kind of sat there more confused than when I started. Like, I but to me, it's like, guys, you've had many waves to get this right, right. so come on. Exactly. Obviously, they haven't announced it yet officially, but it's it's really that Dino Thunder White. I think is honestly the worst one that. The worst defense it's ever had with this. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's just... It's one simple black line. And I think someone took off the shield, and there was, like, all this unnecessary yep. black paint on the figure itself. I, I, and I'm like, you couldn't have just moved that? To... <laughs> exactly. A, a sh- like, how many people are taking off these shields? A shield that I didn't even know was removable, because it doesn't need to be. <laughs> right. And no one else uses that shield. Right, right. 
I just thought, I always thought that was just part of his suit. I didn't know that was like a shield that he could theoretically pass around. I guess <laughs> like that never happened. Oh, it's it's weird. It's harder to ignore when when it's in the box. It's right next to Tom's really nice box art that has it. Oh, oh, that's a whole nother thing we could get into about like using the back the renders oh, yeah. on the packaging yeah. and and all that. Uh, one last Q and A talked about. Uh, Beast Morphers and Dino Fury, when we're going to get more information on those. Uh, They did drop a a hint that Beast Morphers Season 2 will start to premiere next month on Nickelodeon. They didn't give a specific date, uh, but they did mention the three-part crossover, which thought was interesting that they kind of dropped that hint. Because really, if you aren't, paying attention to the international spoilers or, you know, you want to wait till it airs in the U S the only thing that you could assume from, you know, the trailer that they showed last year about the team up was that this was going to be a one part episode. Right. Yeah. So they, they kind of like subtly dropped officially that it would be a three part crossover. That's true. I didn't really think about that, about that was kind of the first time they mentioned that Mm -hmm. in an official statement. I know we kind of have like rumors running around about where what day it could be coming back. I know right. people are always checking that the Nickelodeon schedule listings and things like that, but we still don't have a concrete date. They also said that Dino Fury news would be coming soon. So I really think that in the new in the next two weeks or specifically on Power Rangers Day, which is uh, two Fridays from now, that I think we'll get some really cool announcements. I, I completely agree. I think I think it's even slightly possible, maybe, we could have another Fan First <laughs> Friday. I, right. To announce some of the things that people were expecting were going to be announced today. And it's possible that since they knew Wave 6 was going to be dropping so soon, you know, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's why they wanted to get this one out real quick. Right to get pre-orders going and everything, and then they were going to kind of save some of their October because we don't really know anything for like October, November, stuff like that. So yeah, for the rest of the fall line, right. um, especially these mystery figures for Beast Morphers. Yeah, mainline. that's right. That's right. There, there are those four listings for whatever those are, um, and we still have like the official reveals of some of those listings that were found, or some of those products that were found at Target uh, mm-hmm. a couple weeks back, and so there's and our maybe out already <laughs> yeah i don't I, I don't know i don't even know anymore oh no <laughs> but it, every day it's something but like there's still plenty of things that they can announce or and everything and since they like to do these fan first fridays the 28th is a friday i just feel like it's way too perfect of a day for them to, to just completely skip over yeah and then like even in the emails that they had mentioned when they sent out when they announced the Fan First Friday we had today, the wording was kind of along the lines of like kicking off our celebration early, which kind of made it sound like maybe it was like kind of doing like kicking off the whole big, bigger celebration or something, maybe or. Right. So it's very interesting what will happen with this for sure. Right. We're going to wrap things up here. Josh, I want to thank you so much for being on Ranger Command today. It's. A blast talking with you. I think you're doing amazing work in the fandom, so definitely keep it up. Thank you so much, Eric. I really, really appreciate it. This was uh, this was a lot of fun. I really liked 
just talk about everything and just having a nice one-on-one conversation. So Yeah, absolutely. So I want to give you the chance to uh, plug some of the stuff that you're working on. I know we did a little bit of that in the first part of this episode. Social media links, that kind of stuff. Uh, well, basically, uh, the, you know, the main places you can find me uh, are my two my two main Twitter accounts. So the, the Living Ranger Key is my personal one, which I'm on for a much more of a time of for the day. So I'm always mm. checking that one. You'll, unless I'm sleeping in the middle of the afternoon and I miss things. <laughs> that, that happens quite frequently. So, um, But yeah, so, so Twitter there, Living Ranger Key is my personal. And then uh, at Lightning Fig PR is where you're going to get all of the lightning collection stuff strictly that i post whatever people send me i post whatever i find uh that's where the logbook link is i believe i still have it as the pin tweet uh for that account so you'll find that google doc link that has the whole and, yeah we'll we'll link to it in the show right notes, yeah. so yeah, there's that and uh, of course are the streets on friday nights on the our infinity channel uh that's always every friday night at uh, 10 p.m eastern time so Mm-hmm. Those are the, the main places you'll find me at. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, Josh, uh, once again, thank you. Uh, you're more than welcome to uh, come back on Ranger Command uh, anytime. So, Great. really, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I, I would love to be on again sometime. Yeah, absolutely. So, Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, you can email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. We're on Twitter at Ranger Command PH and on Instagram and Facebook at Ranger Command Power Hour, all one word. Until next time, we hope all of you have a great day. Thanks for listening to the show, and we'll see you on the next episode of Ranger Command Power Hour. Bye. See ya. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at rangercommandph and like us on facebook.com slash rangercommandpowerhour. This is Trucky B47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour, and you are listening to the Four Eyed Radio Network. Ranger Command is now on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks. <laughs>